Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Awaken Health Podcast. I am your host, Lana Kayla, and I am so excited once again to have you back with me on this fine Wednesday. And if you are new to the podcast, I welcome you. And if you are a repeating listener, I am so blessed to have you back. And I appreciate both your supports, whether you're new or a frequent listener. I really appreciate it, you know, getting this energy out um, and helping people and guiding people. And hopefully you are getting some awesome lessons and awesome resonations with the things that I say. I don't even know if resonations is a word, but we're going with it. All right. And so I did want to mention really quickly that the Creative Health Roadmap, the three-day mini training that I am doing launches today. If you are not in the Facebook group, No worries. It will be uploaded to the podcast every single day as well with the lessons. But in order to get the aligned assignments, aka the little homework assignments, you will want to sign up in order to get it into your email. So I'll drop that in the show notes below. Basically what the creative health podcast or the creative health roadmap is all about is allowing you to tap into the creator you having that creative self and creative mindset when it comes to your health overall and kind of getting energy behind it that makes you excited and not just that little excitement you get when you start a new diet because I know that excitement I've been that person before and this is not limited to people that if you're looking to lose weight this is for you but if you're not looking to lose weight this is also for you because I'm not giving you a plan to lose weight necessarily. I'm giving you a way, I'm giving you an outline pretty much that can help you guide your own way around. So if you're looking to develop a healthier relationship with yourself or a healthier uh, relationship with food or both or all of the above, this is perfect for you. Come and dive in. It will be held in the Facebook group live, but again, I will be uploading the trainings up here on the podcast and also on YouTube and IGTV. But for the aligned assignments, you want to be signed up. So I will drop that in the show notes and I can't wait to see you there. So I am currently sitting in my closet. It is summer break. Kids are home and I have zero breaks and I can hear my son. And so he may make a guest appearance, but he most likely won't. Um, He's pretty entertained with his fire truck. I don't know if any of you have kids, but we went to the store to get him medicine. He has his first cold in like a year and we went to go pick up cold medicine and he tricked me into buying him some Legos. And so he's been obsessed with playing with this fire truck all day. And he's just that kind of person where he will have a toy and he'll play and play and play and like just very self-entertained. So it's kind of easy to have him home. Um, And then my daughter right now is in summer school, so she's enjoying that time. She is what we call in human design a generator. So she has a ton of energy. So even though the summer school is for educational reasons, She's also getting a lot of playtime and a lot of interaction that really helps as well. So anyways, let's talk about what the podcast is about. Enough about my life, right? (laughs) So the podcast today is about avoiding burnout or knowing when to rest. You know, there I've seen some questions. I've had some questions. It's like, how do you know when to rest? When do you take rest days? Do you take rest weeks? And, you know, questions that I've gotten before is I'm, I have a cold, should I rest? Um, I have an injury, should I rest? Things like that. And so let's talk about it and let's figure out what will work best for you, right? Because that's all that matters is what works best for you. Now, I always like to give my trainings, my coachings, my podcasts, anything with a little bit of science because I do believe in science truly. And I believe in that foundation 
but I also believe that there's room to do what works and feels best to you overall. So take, again, what you need from each podcast. As we go into this podcast, if you are triggered by anything I say, I invite you to kind of wonder why you are triggered by the words that I'm saying. What makes you feel a certain way? Is it actually me that's triggering you? Or is it a belief that you have that you may not fully agree with or you should call into question? So do that with every podcast, but let's go ahead and dive into this topic. And the topic again is about when to rest. Now it can feel so hard to know when to rest and we'll we'll start to survey people as I mentioned before. We'll ask about rest days, we'll ask how often you work out because we are so out of touch with ourselves. And we are living a life of autopilot. We're also trying to copy and paste what other people are doing. And it's just becoming really this uniform thing instead of individual people. And so the rest can be really hard if you don't know your internal triggers or internal cues that are telling you to rest. And it does take some work. And this is the root of everything that I will always say is mindfulness, practicing mindfulness, whether this is meditation, breath work, um, mindful walk, mindful eating, whatever that is, practicing some level of mindfulness on a daily basis, this could be driving as well, will really help you start to understand your body on a deeper level. And so, you know, for so many years, you've been told what to do, you've been told how to act by teachers, by parents, by friends, by parents, friends, whatever. And so now you're like, well, how do I know how to be myself again? And as an adult, you are responsible for your your vibrations. You're responsible for yourself. And even if you're not an adult, I mean, I tell my daughter all the time, she's responsible for her actions. Um, so, you know, either way you are responsible for how you proceed on with life. And so hopefully you begin to become in tune with your body and don't live this life of having to be burnt out all the time, because that is not a recommend, that is not a recommendation. And that is not a requirement either to live a healthy life is being burned out because the whole goal of whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to eat healthier, which by healthier, I mean eating more nutrient-dense foods, having more vitamins, having more minerals. If you're trying to do those things, then, you know, doing those things in such a restrictive and um, determined manner in a negative way determined <laughs> where you don't give yourself a rest it is just going into a different direction of unhealthy behaviors. So you're trying to leave one unhealthy behavior and going into another unhealthy behavior um, and both lead to exhaustion. So how can you come to be in the middle? And so this is what we're gonna be talking about is how to become more in tuned with your body. The other reason that I have here is that we are just driven as a society, basically. We're told that there's no pain, no gain, um, trust that every struggle will have a miracle, um, no rest days, no excuses, no days off. I don't know if I already said that, but that's really the message that we were given as kids and then that we're given now as adults. And when you take a rest day, you feel weak when you, I don't know about any of you, but I, I've always felt this way is that when I took, called out of work, even though it was a legitimate reason, I had so much guilt. I knew someone was having to work harder than me. Um, I knew someone would have to pick up my slack. I also knew that they were judging me for taking time off. Um, and I felt really guilty overall because I wasn't, a, I wasn't someone that was raised to take time off necessarily. You know, like my mom had COVID and she was pissed 
that she had to take time off, that she had to go get tested because she wanted to get back to work. She had COVID and the only reason she got tested was because she wanted to go back to work and she didn't think it was COVID, but she was clearly sick and, and ended up being COVID. So that's the kind of household I was raised in. And it makes, my mom has a lot of amazing work ethic, but taking time off, it just wasn't a thing in our household. And so taking time off, you know, I always felt weaker than my mom. I always felt guilty, maybe that I wasn't living up to her standards, even though she didn't never place those on us. It was what I saw growing up. So, you know, that can play into taking time off of working out as well or anything else. And that's one more thing I wanted to mention is that in this podcast, if you're like, well, I don't work out or I don't have that feeling towards working out, Try to look at your life as a whole and where do you put too much pressure on yourself to show up every single day where to the point that you're exhausting yourself. So again, this is in the the sphere of health, but overall health is every part of our life and every area. So if you're experiencing a stressor somewhere, it is not limited to working out. It could be experienced anywhere. And so going back to, you know, again, we are just told as a society that not to take time off and to work until you're 65 years old and, um, you know, all this other crap that, you know, doesn't talk about the downsides of burnout. For once, for one fact is that burnout is harder to overcome, to come back from. Burnout can lead to depression, to anxiety, to mood swings, to exhaustion, um, and that's hard to come back from. It's hard to get back into the swing of things. Think about the last time that maybe you went on vacation and you came back and you couldn't get back into the swing of a workout because it was just so dreadful from before. It's not really necessarily that the, the workouts were terrible, but it was that the situation that you were putting yourself was terrible and you don't wanna go back to forcing yourself to work out that much, but you take it as a sign of weakness or you take it as a sign of laziness and that's not the truth not the truth at all. So let's go ahead and dive into obvious reasons to take a rest day. The first one I have here is illness. Illness, what I mean is having a cold, having the flu, having like bronchitis, having pneumonia. Um, I've had shingles before. And so sometimes, and me with shingles, I thank God for my husband because he is the person that slows me down when I needed it the most. Um, I tried to, I was going to try to work out. I was going to try to push through it right? And because I felt weak, I felt like I had to show up. I felt like I couldn't take time off from working out. And without him, I wouldn't have been able to really fully recover the proper way that my body needed. Now, does this mean that the whole time you're sick that do you need to be in complete rest by doing nothing? No, not necessarily. But you can just start to pick up little things around the house, maybe cleaning, maybe going for a light walk, maybe, you know, doing some yoga, Pilates, um, mobility work, whatever that looks like for you. Something light and simple, maybe going for a little swim. Um, if you live in cooler climates than I do, whatever that looks like, just take it slow and take it easy. When you're having illnesses come up, you don't need to go out into the garage and bust a sweat. You don't need to go to the gym and, you know, hit a new PR and be frustrated when you don't because your body needs rest. Okay. So it's just a sign that your body needs rest. And that's also another thing I wanted to mention is that if you do not take rest when your body is cueing you and you may not know that your body is cueing you, if you don't know what's going to end up happening is that your body is going to show up. It's going to manifest in this big, loud way. 
and aka my shingles was a sign to slow the fuck down and it's going to show you it's going to manifest i tell my husband this all the time and he probably gets really annoyed with me is that if you do not listen to the cues if you do not listen to what your body is telling you show up and it's going to be very difficult to overcome um or it may be easy but eventually it becomes harder and harder um and so this is why it's important you become in tuned with your body and this could be a various different things um high blood in my personal beliefs high blood pressure um high cholesterol um asthma others all kinds of ways that it can manifest overall but you know your body tells you what it needs you just need to listen um, and you need to figure out what's going to work best for you. And so this can also be with nutrition. Like this could be poor nutrition, poor stress management, uh, poor sleeping. Your body will start to show you. And so you need to trust it and you need to listen to it. But how do you do that when everyone your whole life has been telling you what to do and how to listen to your body? And so it does take some practice. And that's why they call meditation a practice. It's because it's something that you practice and you train and you do hopefully every day you integrate some level of mindfulness. I digress to the next one. The next one is injury. So when you get an injury, it is so important that you don't try to work through it if you aren't able to. And if you are not getting guidance from a, a professional that's telling you or showing you how to work around it, um, other than that, you need to follow up with a doctor. You need to take the proper rest time. You need to do things that are going to help the injury and not push you back further. And so as hard as injuries are, it's just so important that you listen to the injury and you do what you need to do for your body so that you can have a better recovery. And as I always say, the slowest way is the fastest way. So if you're trying to go around it, if you're trying to push through it, you're going to end up sending yourself back and spending more time in recovery than if you initially in the beginning just worked around it or did things to promote recovery for it. You know, sleeping, eating a proper, well-balanced meals, um, maybe going to physical therapy, taking the medication that you need to take, whatever that looks like, wearing the cast, wearing the brace, whatever that is, listen to the injuries and follow that. And you don't need to push through them. You're not weak for not working out because you have an injury. You are human and you are taking care of your human body. You only have this one, this experience and in this moment. And so that's what you need to take care of. You are not going to be of any service through illnesses or injury by pushing through it and making the situation worse um, overall. And so this is why it's so important to rest. Now, the next one is flare-ups. And so what I meant by flare-ups is I have endometriosis. I know that there's other diseases out there that have their own flare-ups overall. Um, with endometriosis, I do have endometriosis flare-ups where I feel very uncomfortable. My legs will ache. Um, and legs aching is just very common for me. So if you have endometriosis and you're like, I don't have leg ache, that's, that's because it's unique to me probably um, and to a few others. But every time I have cramps or any, or when I had contractions, I felt them in my legs. And so that's just where they manifest for me. And so anyways, when you have flare-ups, it's, it's not a sign to work yourself to death. It's not a sign to go lift weights. It's a sign to slow down. Um, again, doing something low intensity if you can or need to um, for mental health reasons. If like working out really helps you, you know, finding something that's low intensity will be so beneficial for you in the middle of a flare-up. But overall, resting is important there too. The last reason I have here is a mental fatigue 
or rebuild day. It's when you're really forcing yourself. And this is going to take some practice to really know what that feels like. But when you're really forcing yourself or you just feel so mentally fatigued and you just feel so mentally worn down that you really can't think about working out or you can't think about doing that thing, you need to just rebuild for a day. Do something for that day that's going to promote a better mental health relationship for yourself. So, you know, journaling, reading a book, um, getting into some like TED Talks or being around certain people that really kind of light you up or maybe just watching TV for the day and just taking a real, real mental health day for yourself. You don't need to push past those, these limits. Now there are things that you do need to push past. And when they say limits, it's limiting beliefs. It's not, let's push past your, your, your mental health issues. It's not, let's push past this broken ankle it's none of that. To me, it really means push past your limits are those limiting beliefs you have around yourself that you won't succeed, that you cannot commit to a health diet, things that you tell yourself that are uberly negative. Those to me, that's what it means to push past your limits. And having guidance, having support is always something I'm going to recommend. I have the Facebook Facebook group, Highly Energetic uh, Lifestyle. And you are welcome to come in there and ask for support. Um, I will be in there and I will be able to help you and support you as as well as the other women that are in that group as well. We all are holding space for you. Now, there also is other groups that you can join, other Facebook groups. You can join local communities, depending on a friend, um, spouses, partners, whatever that may be for you. But having support and being able to talk these things out um, and knowing that it's okay to take a rest day. It's not every single day. I talked about this in one of my YouTube videos. So is that to decipher between a rest day and being lazy is like the internal feeling. It really comes back to that intuition of am I being lazy or or is there something else going on and so forth. And so that's another way to kind of navigate through those mental health awareness days for yourself. And so how to become more in tune with your body. I have two of them here right now is journaling. I always find journaling so helpful, but you you know, not everyone likes journaling. So you can do a voice record. You can talk to a friend, whatever that looks like, but getting those thoughts out, um, and just kind of hearing what it feels like and being mindful. So if you're talking to someone being completely mindful, of what that looks like and asking yourself questions and hearing the answers that come up. That's a really good way. Um, as far as like journaling, what I like to do is I write down how I'm feeling and I start to ask myself questions. I interview myself and I really start to tune into what comes up and that's how I know how I'm feeling. And that's how I built up the intuition and the self-trust with myself again. Um, the next one is asking yourself, what do I need to do? So, you know, asking your body, what do I need right now? What do I need in this moment? Do I need a workout or do I need to rest? Do I need to go for a walk or do I need to um, go to the gym? You know, asking yourself, what do I need in this moment and what could I really benefit from? And then also noticing where you feel your feelings and what dread and what um, exhaustion feels like within. And just let this be a practice. Let it be um a gradual process that you go through and knowing that it's going to take some time to really come back into tune with yourself. But know this overall, most of all is that 
My goal is to help you slow down. My goal is to help you realize that you don't need to work yourself to death. You don't need to work out six to seven days a week. You don't need to do two a days. You don't need to have these killer workouts if you really hate them. Um, and what I mean by killer, I mean being completely exhausted because, you know, on a standpoint of if you're doing, say, a run and you burn 200 calories in that run, but you're completely exerted from that run, you're completely exhausted, and then the rest of the day you stay pretty sedentary, then you didn't really do much in that run as far as calorie burn wise. Um, and you are probably, you know, kind of equaling out to a normal average day where you didn't run, but you had more energy, if that makes sense. And so, you know, doing things that really just make you feel good. And that's my goal is that health should be easy. It should be somewhat energetically filling. And so you can tap into that. You are welcome to tap into it. You have the full permission from yourself, from me, from whoever you need it from to chase after what feels good to you. And you most likely will see the better results of taking care of yourself mentally and physically overall. So I am so glad that you tuned into this podcast episode. I am so thankful to have you here today. As you're listening, go ahead and tag me um, on Instagram at Lana Kayla. Show me that you're listening. And I appreciate any reviews. I definitely appreciate five-star reviews, but I appreciate your honest feedback as well. Go ahead and drop that into um, below. I again appreciate you for being here and I will talk to you next time.